Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits of breakfast. Radio City 96.7. Hello and welcome along to another Radio City Breakfast Show podcast with me, Rossi and the Co. Is everybody happy? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfect. Hey. I can what? hear. <laughs> hey, ah, nearly got you. You get me every time. I do indeed. Right then, uh, Tuesdays through Thursdays, we do the 8 a.m. dilemma. Uh, this guy sounded like a walking, talking, dating Frank Spencer. <laughs> in fact, there was a lot of similarities between the guy in this dilemma and you, Jay. Yeah. Hey, you just tripped over coming in the studio. Yeah, but I don't have dating disasters. You don't have dating full stop, God No, you're right, actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All Ronnie, no relationship. Here's uh, one of the best dilemmas from last week. It's a dating disaster one. What would you do? The 8am Dilemma with Rossi and Co. Okay, Scott in Walton. He has signed it. He's not said, don't use my name. So, Scott in Walton. Beautiful part of the world. Uh, Rossi, I am 23 years old. Not bad looking. I can often pull while I'm out fairly easily. The problem is taking things further after that. I'm not talking about the bedroom department. I'm actually talking about the basic dating department. Literally, every time I go on a date, disaster strikes. I don't know if I'm cursed or I'm just rubbish at taking girls out. I get a little bit nervous and things normally go terribly, terribly wrong. I took out a friend of a friend bowling once. It was our first date. Also turned out to be our last date as well, Rossi. As I was bowling... I accidentally passed wind. It was very, very loud, and I passed it in her direction. If that wasn't bad enough, I later had to make a visit to the toilet. As I came back out, she pointed out that I'd half a toilet roll wrapped around the sole of my shoe. Never heard from that girl again, oddly enough. Uh, I took a colleague for tea once. It was a date. She liked me, I liked her. Only to find we were seated right next to my auntie and uncle. That was bad enough, but it turns out they'd been drinking all day... And they were absolutely smashed, thus making a holy show of me throughout the whole evening. Another time, I was eating lasagna when I was on a first date with a beautiful girl I really had my heart set on. We met in town. She said something quite funny, and I developed between something that was really a coughing fit and a laughing fit. And let's just say, God bless you, she ended up wearing the lasagna that I'd just bitten into. (laughs) I know that feeling. I get girls' names mixed up all the time and get the wrong name. I get so nervous. One time, I can't believe it, but I actually called a girl that I was taking out on the first date, Mum. She didn't see the funny side. <laughs> One of the worst things that happened to me was only a couple of weeks back. I had met someone I really, really liked. He seems to like a really, really like a lot of people. Picked her up in my car as she got in. I meant to say, you look great. But instead, I said, your boobs look great. I could have died on the spot. <laughs> Again, she didn't see the funny side. Have you got any advice for me? A total dating disaster. (laughs) Just stay at home. Keep your mouth shut. (laughs) (laughs) Just sit and text your date across the table. Yeah. He's got loads of support. Uh, It seems like he's not a bad-looking dude, and uh, it seems he has no problem in introducing and and sort of pulling the ladies Hmm. and setting up the first date. It's just, it's just that first date. He's falling at the first hurdle. God bless him. Let the plumber see the pipes. Let the crackers see the cheese. Let the lip meet the stick. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is it. Uh, The plumber has seen the pipes, but the pipes then burst. (laughs) If if, if you like. Uh, Good morning, Rossi and Co. 
My advice to Scott is to detox properly to get rid of all the excess body gases. <laughs> and take those calming down tablets from the chemist. No curry tonight for him and his date. That's an anonymous texter. It sounds like the makings of a really good movie. You can see Jim Carrey playing the part of uh, Scott. The dating disaster man. <laughs> Couldn't you really? Defo. Defo. Thank you. Thank you, Paddy. What's your take on this? See, I think he should just bypass the whole the whole date thing. What? It sounds like he's all right, you know, pulling girls. Yeah. So why doesn't he just move on and miss the whole date thing and, you know... Just, hello, good evening, let's go to bed. Yeah. Okay. Oh. He right. doesn't sound like he's got a problem in that department, does he? Well, I didn't know, never asked. And what about you, Simo? <laughs> do you know what I think he should do? I think he should get, like, a mate he can trust who's not going to make a show of himself, mm. maybe a mate and his girlfriend, and just, like, go for a really informal thing at the pub till he, like, relaxes then. No, yeah. double date? No. Does, he does need to relax a little bit. Some conclusive evidence here as to uh, what people are thinking and advising Scott this morning. We oh, do. He's listening right now. He's yes. just emailed. Thank you. Five uh, percent of people are saying, "Scott, man up, stop moaning. At least you're pulling in the first place." Yeah, there's lots of people there that don't have that charm and sophistication to pull in the first Thank place. Thank you. Twenty-six uh, percent of people yeah. are saying, "Calm down, dear." <laughs> saying, "Take a deep breath. Maybe have a little bevy before you go out." I thought you were going to say, "Calm down, dear." It's just a commercial, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Winner style. That's a good idea. That's just a little drink, you know. <laughs> Before you go out, I've got you out. Yeah. Uh, and 69% of people are saying you are dating the wrong girls. Find someone with a sense of humour. Good things come to those who wait. I love the sound of that. Thank you very much. Ah, another dating disaster. And uh, speaking of disasters, uh, sometimes you can't always get it right. So mm. I write an average six questions a day, five, six, 30 questions a week. I've been doing this show for nearly three years now, and I wrote a question, and the answer was wrong. It's on the village idiot, yeah. This is on the village idiot. This is on the village idiot. And you really, really need to put this in the podcast. I'm going to put it in the podcast. Me getting something wrong. Yeah. Yes. Why do, you think I've, why do you think I've highlighted it on your little sheet? You need to record this and get it framed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me getting something wrong. Have a listen to this. Are you serious? Read that out. No, it's wrong. What, what are you... What Outside are you... kick or something? No. I'm trying to think of something beginning with O and beginning with K. No, OK. It wouldn't be used in that context. But I'll let you know in a minute. Let you... We've got to do the village idiot, guys. Go on. Right then, back for day number four. I would like to say a very, very sunny, warm welcome back from the beautiful village of West Derby. It's the one and only Diane Alexandra. Hello, Diane. Hi, Hello. Oh, Aww. come on. <laughs> we love having you on the show. And I, and I hope you're enjoying being on the show every day, Diane. I am, but I'm not very well. Oh, what's oh. wrong with your love? I've got the flu. Oh, oh and this good weather is... Oh, dear. Well, maybe we can cheer you up with the wind today. Playing in your opposite corner from the beautiful sunny village of Birkenhead. The sun is shining down there today. Tell us all about Roy Morris. Roy went to St. Hughes in Birkenhead and he got four O-levels and seven GCSEs. He's now a manager at Birkenhead Car and Van Hyatt and he's, you're going to love his specialised subject. It's 80s music. 80s music, yeah. indeed. Uh, right then, do, do you know what OK is an abbreviation for? This isn't a question, by the way. Does any of you know? Um, no. Okie Somebody else is texting. Gary said okie dokie. <laughs> uh, it's not. Right then, Gary, uh, sorry, I beg your pardon. Roy, you're from Birkenhead. If you think you know an answer, shout out Birkenhead. You know. What do you shout out, Diane? Not well in West Derby. What do you shout? Idiot. The village idiot. That's it, nice and clear. Here we go. Question number one. Which car manufacturer makes the A-class, B-class and S-class range? Idiot. Birkenhead. Mercedes. 
Well done. After a flying start from Birkenhead. Question number two. In superheroes, who was Alfred Pennyworth better known as? Alfred Pennyworth. Do you want me to give you both a clue? Birkenhead. Okay, what are you saying, Birkenhead? The Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey. I've got to give you one of these. Pass it over to you. Have a guess. Superheroes. Who was Alfred, uh, Alfred Pennyworth, better known as Diane? No idea. Okay, I'll give you one of this. Give you a clue. Oh, Batman! We just called out the answer. I was giving them a clue. Okay, it's 1 0. Well done. She had a little J moment there. He was known as Batman. Yeah. Wasn't it his assistant, Alfred? Alfred Pennyworth was a Robin, was his assistant. No, I mean the little old man that used to help. Yeah, the butler. Alfred. Oh, Batman that was, was Alfred. Bruce Wayne. Oh, my God. Yeah, are you to, wrong? I, I am bang wrong. I'll, I'll, well, I'll give myself one of these. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's a disaster. That is a disaster. Well, sometimes I can't get it all right. Well, I, I answered it wrong anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right then, okay. Uh, if you were in France, oh, it's 1-0, and we'll do another question. If you were in France, uh, what would you be eating if you were served jambon? Come on, what would you be eating if you served jambon? Bacon hat? Yeah. The sweets? No. I'll go ahead, are you going to take a guess then, Diane? Is it cake? Should we give a clue? <laughs> it's meant to be a grunt. Pork? Cake. Sorry? Pork? Bacon head, pork, truffles. See you later. Right, okay, very quickly, Diane, what do you think it is? Cakes. You just said cakes and I'm giving you wrong for... Oh, let's move on with this. It it's ham, ham. Right then, question number four. Who am I? Who am I? I am most famous for my character with attitude in EastEnders. My surname is that of the late Robert, who sang about being addicted to love. My first name is an anagram of pasty. Good grief. Who sang addicted to love? Robert. Oh, I know. Idiot. Go. Patsy Palmer, well done. Well done. It is one apiece. Question number five. What is Ginger Spice's real surname? Birkenhead. Birkenhead. Jerry Halliwell. Halliwell is correct. 2-1. Question number six. Maths. If there are eight pints in a gallon, how many half pints would there be in two gallons? Birkenhead. Birkenhead. 32. 32 is correct. You see, there'd only be one question left, and she couldn't possibly win, no, could she? No. Oh, no. I'm dear. an idiot again. Yes, I'm afraid you are. <laughs> Mind you, I'm an idiot for getting that question wrong. I think that's the first time it's ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an idiot for shouting the answer out. Oh, I'm never <laughs> going to forget that. A double idiot for shouting out the wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you made up. You actually wrote a question wrong. I know. I've been doing this, though, for nearly three years. That's not bad. Oh, it's that's still not made bad. up. I tell you what, I look forward to hearing your questions when I'm off on holidays in a couple oh, of weeks. They'll be brilliant. Yeah, they will. Batman. <laughs> yeah. Okay, listen, Roy, thank you very much. You've won two 30-minute sessions at Sakinsu in Lower Bowl Street. Uh, go and enjoy that. All right, Roy? Thanks very much, Rossi. All right, then, dude. Nice having you on the show. Oh, well, Diane, see you tomorrow morning. Okay, I hope bye. you're feeling better. Bye-bye, because you are. Bye.
Four days to get the old census uh, forms in. Mentioned earlier on, uh, when will the details of it be revealed? When did you say? 2000 and what? 2014. Yeah, it must take them a long time. When did you say? I thought January 2012. 2012, you reckon? Uh, You're both wrong. Go on. It'll be 100 years. What? Because the census from 1911 has just come out now. They only reveal the details to show how we've progressed in life or changed in life. So the census we fill out right now, uh, it gets released the details in 100 years' time. I thought it was to see, like, populations. Exactly, no, 100 years. And I didn't realise that till last night. Well, that's rubbish, because we won't see the results. I will. They're celebrating my 144th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. God, yeah, I remember that. I remember that as well from 2011. Yeah, that was good as well. Uh, so, <laughs> so there you go. But will you remember the name of Batman's assistant? All <laughs> oh, right, you're going to dine out on this one, are you? You know, I can forget that we're still in Lent. <laughs> you know what? I did make a little mistake. What do I do? Six questions, then five, six, five, thirty-five. You're allowed to make a mistake, but you're also allowed to let me laugh at it. All oh, right, yes. okay. Next so, hour, okay. What are you playing, Jay? Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stop cackling there like a witch. <laughs> Very funny. Batman. Get it off. <laughs> you could be a superhero, couldn't you? Yeah. Blunderman. Radio City Breakfast. Radio City Breakfast. Radio City 96.7 Yeah, 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 just proves I can't be perfect all the time. Batman! Thank you, Rat Man. Rat Woman. This is the Radio City Breakfast Show podcast, the very best bits from the week gone by. Just over a week ago, we celebrated St. Patrick's Day in style. We did. At the top of the Radio City Tower, and great fun was had by all. And of course, there was another food par dropped by our fabulous Jay when the guys from Hollyoaks came in to join us. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God. That. Well, that's coming up in the podcast. Make sure it does, Jay. Okay. All I'll right. put it in at the end of this little creative St. Patrick's Day package. Radio City. 96.7. St. Patrick's Day, we are live from the top of the Radio City Tower with a whole lot of Irish people. All here from St. Michael's Irish Centre. Right, I'll count you in a little bit of traditional Irish music live from the Radio City Tower on the count of three, two, one, way you go! Tell you what, if I close my eyes there, I could have been back in Killarney at the Puck Fair or the Flag Kill. That was just amazing. Uh, thank you very much to say St. Michael's Irish Centre, the band. Liverpool's hit music station, Radio City 96.7. It is St. Patrick's Day. And one of the most famous daughters from the Emerald Isle is joining us this morning on our St. Patrick's Day special. It's the one and only X Factor extraordinaire finalist, Mary Byrne. Good morning, Mary. 
Good morning, sweetheart. How are you? So happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Same to you, darling. And, and to all your listeners. And uh, we've actually got a Guinness pump on the go as well. Mary, you're more than welcome to have one. So would you partake? I'll still have, I'll still have a nice <laughs> glass again. There's no well, problem. Do you know what? It's, it's for medicinal purposes because it's full of goodness. It's, it's better, oh, than definitely. It, better, better than eating a muesli bar this time of the morning. It's full of iron. It is full of iron. for the day. <laughs> yes, you, although you could eat a muesli bar and drive. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> you, true. You yes, could make a couple of pints and drive. <laughs> right then, so you've got uh, the, the tour which continues. Now, who do you hang out with? Who is your funk soul brother or funk soul sister on the tour? I have a few of them. Yeah. I hang out with Katie outside. We, we have a yap and, and then Rebecca, Cher. Yeah. And of course, my little son, Paige. Right, who I love to bits. Yeah, and then of course One Direction and and Matt and Aiden, we all hang out together. That's good. So there's no animosity between you and Cher because there was those whispers, and you know what? There's a lot of stuff that goes in the press that isn't true, but it builds up the hype and the profile of the show. So there's no real animosity. There's like one big family. No, definitely not. No, she's a lovely little kid, and you know, like us all, she's struggling to make a career for herself, and I hope everything works out for. Her. Yeah, I do. You do for everybody. You know, you do. Of course. Uh, Jay, our executive producer, was over. He actually saw you and Cher coming through as he was talking to Rebecca last week backstage, and he said Cher was the tiniest little doll he's ever seen. She is. She's quite. She's quite cute, and you know, you you just. She's one of these little kids that you look at and you just want to look after and hug. Pick up and hug and cuddle. And he's saying that uh, you were there and you're running through and you did let on to him and you said hello uh, and you had rollers in your hair. I had a pink roller right in the front of my hair. <laughs> is that for I the... felt like Hilda Ogden. <laughs> you don't sing like her though. You don't sing like her, which is good. <laughs> she, she's of course from this neck of the woods, isn't she? She, I think she is, yeah. I think she lives I mean, in Southport. I, I, think, I think she sings quite nice. I loved her when she was leaving or leaving doing and she sang... We'll meet again. You know, I thought that was lovely. Don't know when, don't know when. <laughs> Good God, I sound more like Eddie Yates. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day morning. It's Rossi and Co. with breakfast. And it's lovely, lovely, lovely to meet some of the uh, the Irish fraternity from Hollyoaks. And the, there's been quite a few Irish in there. In fact, there's been uh, a lot of Irish compared to any other soaps, I think. Uh, from, <laughs> play, uh, play, Lindsay, played by Karen Hassan, originally from Belfast. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. How, How are, are you? you? I'm very, very well. We met before one night. Yes, we did. It oh. was... Uh, yeah. Go on. Uh, Go on. Oh, no. You know, yeah, it was... Perfectly innocent. <laughs> it was perfectly innocent. As hard as she tried, I maintained the innocence. Because <laughs> oh. that's the kind of guy I am. Yeah. And, uh, and playing Brendan, it's Emmett, Emmett Scanlon. Uh, good morning, Emmett. Morning. Good morning and welcome. <laughs> welcome to the top of the tower, uh, all the way you. from sunny Dublin. Thanks very much. In Dublin's for city, where the girls are so pretty. I first had my eyes on sweet, sweet Molly, Molly Malone. Malone. I think she's <laughs> got to be one of the world's greatest entrepreneurs. Apparently Mo- she came on to you too. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She came on with her muscles and cockles. Oh, oh really? Think about a woman with a wheelbarrow <laughs> one minute and then now she owns pubs all over the world. <laughs> Wherever you go, you see Molly Malone. So I tell you what. We were talking off air this morning, the, the difference, I mean, you, you sort of say, how do you get up at four o'clock and do what I do? And I find that, thankfully, I find that quite easy. I, I can't get what you guys do, because not only do you have to rehearse your lines, but you've got to know what other people are saying, and know, you know your cues, and keep your inflection, and keep your, you know, yeah. you know. Uh, what happens if you keep corpsing or messing up or fluffing? Do you get a telling off? Um... I never get told off. Well, I, I, when I got, I'd, I'd probably be one of the worst, if not the worst in the whole cast when it comes to corpsing. I mess around, I change stuff up, and uh, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm the type of corpser that would do something that I think is funny and then laugh at it. There's nothing charming about it at all. It's complete 
complete arrogance. Just, I, I wish it was charming. It's not. But uh, you guys do it live. I don't know how you guys do that. We, well, we get a second we, take. We, we corpse. We corpse quite a bit. Sometimes yeah. I wish we had a second take. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes actually, a fifth take. Actually. Some, sometimes Jay Jay comes out with some fantastic one-liner comments mm. that uh, are very very innocent. Thick. And uh, <laughs> uh, what what character in a movie or, or a drama uh, would you most like to have played? Uh, the one that would scare me the most and the one I'd, I'd most like to do would probably be the Joker in Batman. Honest to God, now you mention it. Wouldn't he? Yeah. Everybody, oh my word. I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to take over Heat Ledger's mantle and that's some shoes to fill. Yes, defo, yeah. defo, God rest him. Uh, no, that would be, you would be absolutely brilliant in that. Oh, thank you very absolutely much. Superb. I'll pay you later. What about a, what about a baddie in Bond? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, my grandparents always always wanted me to be uh, James Bond, but I have a face that only a mother could love, so I could only get really a bad guy. So I I, I could see that happening. I don't the know. Tash man, like I take off my Tash and fling it at someone like a ninja star. Or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Kind of like odd job, but it's hat. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> that, is, that is brilliant. I'll just make a note of that. I'll send that. To, I'll sell that to L Street Studios. It's sold. It's already already right in the script <laughs> as we speak. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Ching, Karen. Uh, if you look back, you know, if you could pick any role that you could have starting, uh, what would it be? Well, I have to pick the iconic Dirty Dancing. I'd have to play Via Via. Think oh. the, um, do a bit of Dirty Dancing with Patrick. Sweet. <laughs> you know what? You should you should you should uh, talk to the scriptwriters to some way and incorporate uh, the the line. Uh, say if somebody's given you a little bit of grief, for someone to step in and say, "No one puts Lindsay in the corner." <laughs> I think that's possible. It's doable. They probably would write it in Hollyoaks as I've well. I've got a good friend called Sean Marley. I'll have a little word who works Do there. You? you know, Big yes, Sean. I know yeah. Sean. I'll yeah. have a little I'll have a little dicky bird with him, and I'll say, "You know, get it in." So some someone's given uh, Karen uh, stroke Lindsay a little bit of grief, and uh, I want them to turn up and say, "Hey, nobody puts Lindsay in oh, the corner." Don't worry about it. I'll slip it in the line. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the tash. And the tash. <laughs> no, I need a flying tash. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Only you know what I there. meant. No, 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 no. The sky. Possibly what you meant, what we thought everybody listening is too... <laughs> I told you. Take give, two. Give, him, give him three seconds of open mic. <laughs> three seconds of open mic and a little oh, rope will hang himself. That. that is just wow. That is that is a J moment. The ninja tash. You know what I meant? Why? No, we yeah. didn't. We don't. No one knows. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. Can we have another little bit of blast of traditional Irish music, guys and girls? Where you go? Give a big round of applause. Thank you very much from St. Michael's Irish Centre. Radio 96.7. Once again, just open a microphone, give Jay a few free seconds to speak, and he will hang himself out to dry. Do you know, we were talking about, like, take two and take three and all that, and, yeah. and then go and say something stupid like that. Exactamondo. Exactly. You know what I meant, though. I know what you meant, you yeah. pervo. <laughs> Radio City Breakfast Show, it's the podcast. Uh, don't forget, you can check us out weekday mornings between 6 o'clock and 10 on Radio City 96.7, your iPhone app, or your uh, online, radiocity.co.uk, or DAB Digital Radio. Yes. I'm still not a big fan of DAB Digital Sound. I prefer FM. I've never even heard it, if I'm honest. Oh, get out of here. Honestly, Have I've worked the- in radio for 11 years. I've never even come across a DAB radio.
Oh, do you not have a digital radio no. in your house? That's no. what we've got. To... In the car, I listen to the radio okay, all the time. And you don't listen at home? Well, no, not really, because I'm always here. I'm always on the radio. Sado then, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> right then, Katy Perry touched down a few uh, few days ago uh, to great acclaim. Uh, very, very good concert. 17, 18 costume changes. And uh, we sent loads of listeners off there, two of which had to do a singathon. Yes. Uh, this is how we set it up. Quarter past eight on a Friday morning. If you want to go to the gig on uh, on Sunday night, two people, and they've got a, a one in two chance of winning. First of all, good morning, Colette from Ellesmere Port. Hey. Good morning, Colette. Morning. And uh, playing against you to hopefully win these tickets, hopefully Sophie Bailey. And uh, right then, good morning, Sophie. Sophie Bailey and Colette. Colette, what's your second name? Stedman. Stedman. Yes. All right. Good morning to you from the uh, sunny Ellesmere port. <laughs> so, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you to partake in something. Uh, Sophie and Colette, what I want you to do when we count down three, two, one, uh, I want you to uh, start singing the fabulous number one hit. I think it was her debut hit as well, Katy Perry. I kissed a girl. And I like it. But I want you to continue singing non-stop between now and 9 o'clock. I'm going to go to the phones at random. Oh, it could be even during an ad break. <laughs> and if one of you ain't singing, you ain't going, sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with the young ones, me. So, Colette Stedman. Yes. Sophie Bailey. Yeah. Yes. When I count three, two, one, I want you to start singing your little heart side like two little birds on the Radio City Breakfast Show. And then we're going to keep monitoring you between now and nine o'clock. She who lasts longest goes to gig. <laughs> Let the fans see the Perry. <laughs> okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. This was I my girl, I liked it. Not Based on my cherry chest. I got it so baby, drink in hand. Why have you got your fingers crossed when you said that? Keep going, girls. Keep going. I'm used to we'll come back in a moment. Radio City Breakfast with Tasker's The Home Store. Shall we go back to the phones? Yes. Still singing. Still going for it. <laughs> To win these tickets. Good girls, keep going. Sophie, yeah. Colette, you can both stop now. You have uh, more or less managed a whole hour. I guess uh, whoever goes to the concert on Sunday night, when she starts singing that, you'll probably put your fingers in your ears. <laughs> You've both kissed a girl and liked it for an hour. Um, but who do you think was the most enthusiastic? Who do you think... 
Don't ask me to choose because I think they're both great. I'm going to choose. I can't choose. Who kissed the girl and liked it the most? Do you know what? Question. We've got to be holding our hands up here and being totally honest. I mean, that wasn't even part of the competition. The competition was who would last the longest. Yeah. They've both lasted the entire hour of singing I Kissed a Girl and I Like It. What so for do? that very reason, uh, Colette and Sophie, you've both got a pair of tickets. Yeah. Hey, you, you probably won't want to join in and sing with I Kissed a Girl and I Like It. So uh, well done, uh, Sophie Bailey and Melling and uh, Colette and Ellesmere Port. Well done, ladies. You're both going courtesy of the Radio City Breakfast Show on Sunday night. Go and enjoy the gig and have a fabulous time. Thank you very much. Well done, by the way. Well done. Well achieved. Have a great weekend, girls. Enjoy the concert on Sunday night. Jennifer Ellison. Is right, Rossi lad? Hello, this is Trevor McDonald here. And finally, is right, Rossi la? Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. On Radio City 96.7. Well, well, didn't they do well? Yeah, they did, did very, very, very well. well indeed. Here's some of the very best of the wedding scammers, including a very tight Yorkshireman and me trying to squeeze in as many sporting cliches to a young lady called Hannah as physically and verbally possible. We are gathered here today for the wedding scammer. Well, uh, we've hired a new guy who's just as good as Paul, if not better. In fact, I would go as far as to say he's better, but I wouldn't say it to Paul's face. Uh, he's £380. I know Paul was 270 but £380 for the night. He will do anything you want or you request. Right, will he pay my extra two grand they need to fork out for him? I mean, this is ridiculous. The prices are just like going through a roof here. What's happening? That's the nature of the beast these days. I don't have to nature tell you about the, the, everything's going up in price and we've incurred price rises in the food and produce that we buy in, the drinks we buy in, the import duties has all gone up, fuel tax, this tax, gas, electric, it's all got to be... F*** all that, man. You, you arrange a price and then suddenly yes, it, I know. it's astronomical, isn't I it? What's know, going on with I know what you're saying. Give your head a shake. Sorry? Give your head a shake. Give my well, head a sh shake. Yeah, well, where are we going to get all this money from? Well, I'm sure. Well, you've come here in the first place, so you obviously knew that we weren't the cheaper hotel. No, but we set out a budget, yes. and suddenly now it's gone through roof. What's happening? I know, but had you, had you, Ben, I've put the deposit down instead of being a typical Yorkshireman and Imdenard and ooh, ah, ooh, ah, that, that, you know, this would not have happened, and you wouldn't have occurred these these extra costs. What a load of shit this is, man. This is ridiculous. Well, I can tell you now, if you get in today before 5pm sharp, then we will sort you out. If We will we will get your booking, and, and that'll be done and dusted. As you've not put a deposit down, if you don't get in before 5, you could lose the booking. It's only provisional. Well, to be honest with you, mate, where it's bloody going here, might as well just go abroad there and get, get married abroad. Just be a lot cheaper, wouldn't it, in fairness? Horses for courses. Here we're talking about horses again. It's entirely up to you because we're the bookings are coming in thick and fast. Everybody wants to get married at our hotel. And uh, I'm sorry I'm that you do... I'm surprised, to be honest, mate, at that price. Christ on a bike. It's unbelievable. I know, I know, I know, but once again, I'm getting back, and I keep throwing back. You did have the opportunity to secure the booking by putting down a deposit. You didn't do it, so what can I do? What can I do? Now, where am I going to get all that money from? I think I am Rockefeller. How long, do you, how long have you been together, yourself and Aaron? If you don't mind me asking, of course. No, we've been together like five years, so we've been together for ages. I know you think that's a long time, but too many people rush into marriage, and one I don't, many... think, I don't think we're rushing into it. We've been I... together for ages. I know you're not hearing me out, but uh, one or either two members of, of the party end up taking an early bath in our meeting. A bath? 
No, it's just it's terminology. It's, it's a terminology. In our meetings, is basically to set you up in life so you both have a game plan, plan A and plan B. Do you know what I mean? Well, we're getting married, so we've got, we're all right, we've got a plan. I we're going to get married and, you know, we've, it's all booked and everything. How many people have said that? But if you come to our meetings, there's every chance you'll never administer a red card to Aaron, likewise to you. In fact, probably neither of you will ever administer a yellow card. I don't know what, I don't, I don't understand. I don't think we need to come to any meetings. I, it's not me to speak to Aaron anyway, and, and like, we have to talk about it first. you got to look at, you got to look at this as like a, a steeplechase of married married life. Do you know what I mean? There's, there is ups, there is downs, and with our meetings, they'll prepare you and help you when you face these obstacles in married life. Do you get me? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Well, no, I don't really get you. I'm just so concerned about this. I've tried phoning Aaron, as I mentioned before, but I can't get through and I'm on his phone. I'm, I'm a bit surprised at your attitude that you've, you've absolutely no interest whatsoever. You've already got what would seem your guard up. And I'll, I'll please ask you at this moment in time, Hannah, if you drop your guard just for one minute and hear me out. I haven't do you, got me guard up. I haven't. Me? Well, you know... Look, you know, I don't even know what this about. You're not even the one that's marrying us, are you? I'd rather speak to Reverend John. Is Reverend John there? Can I talk to him? He's not here right now. Of course, he will be there in the big day in September. But, you know, marriage, I hope that you and Aaron are both aware. Never a sprint. or It's a marathon, but not a marathon that could be seen as a chore. It should be a marathon of goals scored and double tops hit on a oh regular basis. It's like, I'm sorry, I know, like, you're like a man of the cross and stuff, but... You're just proper talking in riddles. I don't even get you. We're not talking in riddles as such. It's just more analogies. Are you? Are you mean? Are you a a sp- what? analogies? Analogies? Oh. Are you a sporting person yourself? No, I, I don't like sport, but I'm not into sport. Me, like, no. Well, what we're preparing that it never eventually happens that you and are maybe have your differences and part company because under no circumstances. Well, no, we have differences. We're not even married yet, and yeah. you don't want to be splitting us up. But I don't no. even believe it. No, no. Like, Yes. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm really. You're sounding a little bit upset here, and I, I almost feel as though you're sending me for an early bath. But with married life, no transfer fee should ever, ever tempt you away from oh. one another. Oh, I don't even understand you. I need to talk to Aaron about this. I didn't. No one said anything to us about like ask them to do like meetings and stuff before we get married. It's... I know loads of people that have got married and they haven't asked to do meetings. But are they still together? Are they administered one another with a yellow card or a red card? Yeah. Even worse. Oh, I no, loads of them are still together. I mean, some of them aren't, but, but like that's just what happens, isn't it? But well, that's not going to happen to me and Aaron because like we're all right. Hear the wedding scammer every Monday morning, just after eight on Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City ninety six. Did all right there. I got about 16 or 17 in one conversation. Not bad there. Very well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Right then, some of the best of the true stories, the 635 true stories. And uh, this one starts off with uh, two two fellows sitting in a pub trying to work out what a third very well-dressed gentleman actually did for a living. You know when you do a bit of people watching? Yeah. You try and suss out how people are? Uh, get a load of this lot. Radio City. Radio City. 96.7. Uh, there are two builders, uh, Paddy and Jimmy, and uh, they're sitting uh, at a table in a pub having a few pints. And a very, very, very well-dressed man enters the pub. He orders a beer and he sits on his own at a stool at the bar. Now, the two builders start to speculate about the occupation of the well-dressed man in the suit. 
Paddy says, I reckon he's an accountant. No way, says Jimmy. He's definitely a stockbroker. Paddy says he's no stockbroker. A stockbroker wouldn't come into a pub like this. The argument sort of repeats itself for some time until the, the volume of beer gets the better of Jimmy and he makes his way to the toilet. On entering the toilet, he sees the well-dressed man standing there at the urinal. Curiosity and several beers gets the better of him. Jimmy says, excuse me, sir. He says, uh, no offence, meant, but me and me mate were wondering what you do for a living. No offence taken, dear boy, said the well-dressed man. I'm a logical scientist by profession. A logical scientist. Jimmy says, well, what'll that be then? Well, the guy in the suit says, let me try and explain by example. He said, do you have a goldfish? Um, well, Jimmy says, yes, as it happens, I do have a goldfish. Well, it's logical then to think you keep it either in a bowl or a pond. Which is it? He said, well, I keep it in a pond. Well, then it's reasonable to suppose that you've got a large back garden if you've got a pond. Getting the dr drift? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, as it happens, I do have a big back garden. Well, said the well-dressed man, I do then now assume, and it's logical to assume, in this town, if you have a large back garden, then you must have a large house. As it happens, sir, I have a five-bedroom house and I built it myself. Well, given that the fact you have a five-bedroom house, said the well-dressed man, isn't it very logical to assume you've not just built it for yourself? You must be probably a married man with family. Yes, indeed, he says, I'm a married man and I've got four children. You following me? Yeah. You seeing what this logical science yeah. thing's all about? Very now? clever. Very, very clever indeed. So then it's logical if you've got four children, then you have a regular sex life. He says, do indeed. He says, I do. He says, me and the wife five times a week. Well, then it's logical to su suggest that you don't do what George Michael was caught doing in that bog in, in Los Angeles. No, what do you mean? Not me. Definitely me. I don't do that at all. Not at all. My eyesight's perfect. So, well... There you go. That is logical science at work. He says, Jimmy says, well, how's that then? He said, well, this well-dressed man said, from finding out you had a goldfish, I've actually found out from you having a goldfish, I've just told you all about your sex life. That is pretty impressive, says Jimmy. That is great. Thank you very much. And both of them leave the toilet. Paddy says to Jimmy, I see uh, while you were in the toilet there, he says the, the, the suit was in there. Did you ask him what he does? Yep, says Jimmy. He's a logical scientist. What's that then, says Paddy. Well, I'll try to explain, uh, Paddy, says Jimmy. Do you have a goldfish? No, says Paddy. Well, then, you're a wank. <laughs> <laughs> This happened, uh, I'll not name the prison uh, precisely, uh, but it happened to a, a guy who was uh, sent to jail uh, down south, in a jail down south, on a, on a conviction for uh, selling stuff that you couldn't buy in boots. Stuff that you couldn't really buy over the counter, yeah? Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are there are many of maybe rock star and pop star, showbiz celebrity Charlie Sheen might have, you know, been a good client of his. Yeah. This particular person. So he was uh, taken in and he was he was sent 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 down. He was taken into the, this prison uh, to do his stretch after he was caught for doing what he did. And he managed to, as he was taken into prison, smuggle in a mobile phone, an MP3 player, sorry, two MP3 players. Uh, some earphones, also some of that wacky stuff. You know that wacky, wacky stuff that you put, people put in the pipes? Yeah. Yeah, mm. so that wacky stuff. Uh, 150 quid in cash, all in to the jail as he was entering. You know, he was up there for all these charges. Mm. Sadly for him, he was caught. Uh, he had actually hidden this, all this, this lot, this 
contraband. Guess where he hid it? Guess where he hid it? In his ear? In his ear? No, 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 no. The mobile phone, the antenna would have been coming out of his ear. No, it wasn't up in his ear. What do you reckon? Oh, in his top pocket. In his top pocket, one of his, of yeah. his prison outfits. Yeah. You reckon? No, 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 no. He actually hid it up the part of your anatomy where the sun doesn't shine. <gasps> That's a mobile phone, two MP3 players, a stash of you-know-what, 150 quid in cash. I hope it wasn't loose change. And a bag of that other stuff. But you know what? For, you know, that he, he probably thought he was being smart, but he forgot one vital thing. He had the mobile phone. He had no charger. He had no mobile phone charger. How silly was that? But I tell you what, I'm sure the other inmates will be really pleased to know uh, of his impressive uh, bumbity bum bum capacity. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Radio City. Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Good morning. Radio City 96.7. Most of the gags uh, most people get, here's Jay not getting a gag. Straight over the top of his head. <laughs> Probably because he's got little legs. <laughs> Radio City. Radio City. 96.7. Liverpool Z Music Station, Radio City 96.7. E.T. And uh, what is E.T. short for? Extraterrestrial. Nope. Oh. What's E.T. short for? Well, that's all I thought it was. Elizabeth Taylor? No, God rest her soul. E.T. is short for... He's only got small legs. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's short, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. Listen, they're singing. They got it. Ah, they're laughing and singing. <laughs> oh, you see, even they got it. What's yeah. ET short for? Because he's only got small legs. You still don't get it. jeez. Okay, speaking of yeah, why? What is ET short for? He's only got small legs. That's why he's short because he's got small legs. But why? Right. What's that got to do with ET? No, Jay. It's nothing to do with the initials. It's to do with the. The fact that he. he short why is he short? What's short. he short for? Because he's only got small he's legs. Only got small legs. It's nothing to do really with the initials. It's nothing to do with the initials. Right. You still don't get it, Jay. No. Well, you've got a problem with initials, and do tell us why he's got problems with initials <sighs> after the uh, the gig last night. So tell us the story before we do traffic and travel. Well, we were sat Wait. there at the Enrique gig. Yes. Can I just point out, you dragged me to yeah, Enrique. Yeah, I was in the middle of saying Can that I just was... point out as well, she asked me first and I couldn't go, so you were second. <laughs> oh, right, so I was second <laughs> fiddle. Yeah. Right. Yes. So we sat there, and perfectly, they've got this big screen in the background, big and screen. obviously the initials AI. AI, yes. Screen. And I can see his little brain whirring. Mm. It was off again. Mm. And he turned around and he went, what what does the AI stand for? And I, I actually thought he was joking for a minute. And then he carried on thinking. I went, Enrique Iglesias! Yeah, but I thought it was the name of one of his songs. It, it just come up like out, out the blue and I thought, what does AI stand for? AI, but he was really giving it some thought. That was after he'd spent half an hour thinking he was going to fall out the seat. He thought it was the record label and the M was missing between the yeah. E and I. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, Stop being a silly boy. Okay. Okay. E.T. is short because he's got short legs. That's what e. T., why E.T. is short. That's what E.T. is short for. Right. Uh, right then, uh, traffic and travel is on the way. <laughs> I see, I can't, even, I can't even rip you, mate, because, you know, I've given up ripping you for Lent. Yeah, not allowed to. It's not stored, allowed to it. all stored up here in my Irish noggin. <sighs> and I can tell you now, come Good Friday. No, Easter Monday. No. Good Friday, 3 o'clock is when Lent ends. Yeah. Yeah. You've mm. got to have a dead arm for E.T. Give him a dead arm. He's got a big list. He's got give him a big dead arm for ET and give him a dead arm. Oh, my God. That was, that was brilliant. That would have knocked David Hay out. Hi there. This
This is Michael Winner. Is right Rossi Law? Hi, I'm Beth Tweddle, MBE. Is right Rossi Law? Hi, this is Ricky Gervais. Is right Rossi Law? Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. On Radio City 96.7. Oh, Jay. Oh, oh, Jay. Have you got it yet? Still haven't got it. Oh, my good Loads God. people were writing on Facebook over the weekend, and um, I just still don't understand it. Oh, you'll get there eventually. Don't worry about I hope it. hope so. Uh, right then, thank you very much for taking time out to uh, download the podcast, Radio City Breakfast. Don't forget while you're online to check out The Perfect Proposal. Yeah, The Perfect Proposal. If you've ever, ever thought about proposing, maybe you haven't built up the courage, maybe you didn't have the dosh. A lot of people are a bit skint at the minute. We can take care of your engagement party, including the ring. Check out radiocity.co.uk and go to the Rossi & Co homepage. Back next week, same time, same place for another Radio City Breakfast Show podcast. Once again, thanks very much for downloading this. And in the words of Sugar Ray Robinson. Ciao, baby. Thank you. Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits you might have missed. Updated weekly and available via radiocity.co.uk or iTunes.